serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. It's Gatos, no Chad. He is off for the week. Bruce St. James is in. Fantastic to see you, my friend. Great to see you. Awesome to be here. All right, Becky Lynn's in the news center. Got a lot to get to this hour. Remember, one hour from now, midterm mayhem. Uh, every day at 4.05, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Uh, former Arizona Governor Jan Brewer is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about, well, 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 Katie Hobbs says she's going to be tough on the border. <laughs> Why do I not believe that at all? You shouldn't believe anything. I'm not believing it. So we're going to talk about uh, that coming up at uh, 4. Hey, uh, yesterday, Bruce, we talked about, uh, let's see, we had a 7th grader. Uh, a yep. fourth grader yep. and a second grader all in the last couple of weeks in Arizona bring a gun to school. Yeah. No one was hurt, thank God. Why do we have three children? Children. Bringing, their, bringing a gun to school. So we're assuming the gun was probably a family member's. It was most likely, you know, just kind of laid out in the kitchen None table. None of them were old enough to purchase a firearm on their own. Exactly. So, like, do parents get punished if their kid takes the gun and goes to school. I don't know the law. I'm not a lawyer. So we decided to call a lawyer that we know. <gasps> Joining us now is Monica Lynch, <gasps> KTAR legal analyst, and of course, attorney to the stars, meeting me and you, uh, Bruce. Yeah. Hi, Monica. How are you today? Hi, guys. Bruce, so Hi. nice to hear you, buddy. Oh, thank you so much. Great to hear your voice. Uh, all right, so Arizona is really, really, really not tough on parents in these situations, guys. Okay. what is there a law? Yep. Is there a penalty if a parent leaves the gun out and a kid takes it to school? Are there any legal you know, repercussions for the parents? What do you got? Well, you asked about punishment. I think that's really um, subjective. You know, are they going to be criticized and ostracized by other parents? Possibly, right? Um, Could they get into any kind of custody or parenting plan issues if they have a a divorce or something like that? Yeah, that's possible. But when it comes down to can a prosecutor criminally charge the parents with anything, the answer is no. Arizona doesn't have child access prevention laws. Those are the laws that put a penalty on a parent if they leave a firearm unattended and a minor is able to get to it. We don't have any laws requiring a locking device uh, when a firearm is sold. And uh, there's no law that says that firearm owners have to keep their firearms locked up. So basically, Arizona doesn't have anything for criminal prosecution. Now, if the parent knows that the kid is going to take the gun and they just kind of leave it there for the kid to take it, well, that's a different story. There might be something there. But criminally, there's really nothing on the books. So really, you're looking at uh, peer pressure, Hmm. peer judgment, and civil liability. Monica, uh, do other states have some of these laws and rules that you you were talking about? Is Arizona unique in this sense? 
Yeah, there are other states that do have these child access prevention laws and require uh, locks to be sold with firearms. Uh, but Arizona is not one of them. And considering that we don't have any laws at all, I would be surprised if we have one of these pop in in the near future. But it could happen. It would need to be on the ballot, put on the ballot by the people, or the legislature would have to pass a new law. And I, I believe um, Gabby Giffords has been working at this. Mm for a really long time. Monica is joining us, our legal analyst. Uh, yesterday we are talking, seven-year-old brought uh, a couple of guns to school. Uh, Not so, one. No. no. Not two. So should his parents lose their Second Amendment right? What I always say, Monica, is listen, I don't want to take anybody's gun away. I have zero interest in taking anybody's gun away. Um, I just wonder if, you know, I, I made the analogy a little earlier. I don't know how good it was, but I'll say it again. Like, you get a license to drive a car, you know? If you if you have so many accidents or you have so many speeding, you know, you have so many points, you, you know what? Your license is taken away. Uh, and, you know, they think, all right, you're, 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 you're a danger on the road, so don't drive anymore. If you're leaving your gun out and your kid is taking it into school, I mean, goodness gracious, now you're putting other people in danger. Yeah, that's a problem. The difference is, is it's a privilege to drive, but you have a right to own a firearm under the Constitution. That's a big difference there. But I do see where you're coming from. It's just like the the same statement where people say you should have to get a license to have kids, right? Because they're really bad parents out there. Right. There, This is uh, an issue of irresponsibility when it comes to firearms. Um, so remember, there can be civil liability, right? Mm-hmm. And the parents, they could all be involved investigated by DCS to see if the parent if the children are being neglected or if the environment is a dangerous environment. So again, there may not be criminal prosecution, but there are other possible hmm. ramifications. All right, Monica Lindstrom, attorney to the stars, meaning that's us today, <laughs> Monica, great to hear your voice. We'll <laughs> talk you, to Monica. you later. All right, bye guys. All right. Yeah, yeah, I mean she's talking negligence. Yeah. You know, I mean DCS comes over and you got a bunch of guns sitting on the coffee tables and kids running around in diapers. My guess is they're saying this this house is not fit for children. Yeah. Yeah. And as I said, I don't want to see people's guns taken away. Um but I don't know why you wouldn't lock your gun up and it's pretty simple to make it's pretty easy to make sure your kids don't get in it. It's well, really and, simple. And you know, you've you've brought this back and I do think it's important, the education angle. Where we talked to people yesterday, gun owners with kids in the house, and, you know, to a person, they talked about, you know, demystifying the gun in a certain way. Mm -hmm. This is a tool. This is for adults. Mm -hmm. This is serious. You don't play with it. You don't touch one. If you're at a friend's house and you see one, you tell an adult. Even though one person said, this is going to be used to kill an animal when we go and hunt right that animal will not survive no and it was that one call was very serious when he was telling like his daughter hey this is what this gun does right you see that deer over there that we're going to shoot up in flagstaff or the elk or whatever that's it's never going to see it's never going to see it. and that's what he said he literally said that yeah, yeah and i think that's smart i think you have to tell your kids something like that yeah so yeah uh could could some of these parents be investigated by dcs maybe should they have their guns taken away? Probably not. Not going to happen. No. Not in Arizona. All right. Coming up next. Bruce, I don't know if you're uh, you're like me, but... Um, no, I'm not. I know you're not. Do expiration dates keep you up at night? They keep me up at night. No! Oh, my gosh. Seriously? I, to, I went through my refrigerator yesterday. And let me Come tell you, on. I had, to, I, had some serious, I had some serious business going on. We're going to talk about that. Becky Lynn, do expiration dates keep you up at night like me? Hmm. 
Don't really think about them. Like Good if you, you had milk that was a day past. Okay, milk is. Uh, oh, you're not drinking that, right? Of course, a day past. All right, we're going to yeah, talk. Drink, yeah, a day. Are I'll, you serious? I, we give us a sniff test. Major, yeah. major yeah. damage to your body. Mm, I'm still alive. Yeah, hasn't killed me yet. And not yet. All right, we're going to talk about expiration dates and my hypochondria coming up next <laughs> on the Gatos and Chad Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. Uh, expiration dates keep me up at night. Uh, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, I'm in a cold sweat. I've got to go and clean out the refrigerator because I know the next day that milk is going to go bad. I'd like to think that you're kidding, Gatos, but I really think you're serious. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, I can see you like 11.59, like <laughs> watching the little, you know, the, the, the second thing and it hits midnight. Like, it's got to go. It's got to go. Got to go. So so I was reading an article and it, it got me thinking about my ridiculous obsession ridiculous. with, you know, throwing eggs out. If, if Apparently, my wife says the eggs can go another month. I have no she's, idea how long eggs she's last. She's right. I know she's right, but in my head, as it's long like, as it doesn't hatch into a chicken, it's still yeah, good, right? Yeah. So, first of all, we have grocery prices that are up thirteen percent from last year. So there are folks out there that are like, okay, is there a place I can go that might have some? And I put the quotes up: expired food, but it's still good, right? Uh, and Exp- okay, wait a minute. Are we talking about expiration dates? Yes. Are we talking about expiration best, dates? Best buy dates. Or sell by. Sell by dates. All of that. Because those are different. Yes, and, they are. And they're okay. not to you, granted, not, but they're different to normal people. Like to me, I'd look at it and be like, oh my gosh, I, I, you know, I will talk myself into if I eat that, I'm on the can the rest of the day. I'm real. I know. So. <laughs> So what's wrong with you, Gatos? Where don't do you, you know start? how Where do you have you want to start, me? I know, I've, but it's just like you're a hypochondriac about everything. Yeah, I know it's a terrible thing to. And you to, seem to, so normal. To be. No, not really. Yeah, no, you know. So there are these places that you can go. Okay. Okay, to get some of this food because again, I said thirteen percent higher than a year ago. So like scratched, bumped, dented, and slightly expired. exactly, exactly. It's it's like between a food bank. And a discount chain like Dollar General. Okay. Okay. So you want to talk about a dented? Well, how about like a big bowl, a big uh, box of cereal? It's okay. dented. So they won't sell that at Fry's. They'll sell it over here. I'll buy a dented box. Okay. If uh, if there's some sort of a product or what have you, I don't, I don't know. And it's got the sell, you know, sell date and all that kind of stuff. You'll still buy that over there. You'll get a bargain. Hell yeah. I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't do it. So I see this. So um, um, uh, I know you're saving money, and no, I know I, you're, I, it's not even a money. You issue know, you're probably me. safe. What is it? It's not a money issue. What is well, it? I, like uh, there are certain things that don't expire. Let me give you a great example. I think everything expires. Easy Mac. The uh, Kraft Mac and Cheese Easy yeah. Mac. It comes in a little plastic bowl, right? And okay. all it's got is cheese goop, no. dried cheese goop, and noodles in it. You got to look and you under add it. Water. You got to look under it. And what is it? And what is it? It's, it'll say expires and so and so. What is there to go bad in it? I it's don't got know. Powdered cheese <laughs> and it's got noodles. You know what it's going to be a hundred years from now? Powdered cheese and noodles. It's going to be ninety nine years. Past when it won't you should be very eat it. Flavorful at that time, but it's but not, not going to kill you. There's nothing in there that's going to go wrong. What what it, what do you guys keep in your refrigerator that you never check for the expiration date? Everything. I always check the salad mayo, dressing. mayo, salad dressing, no milk. 
I'm checking everything. No. Eggs. No. And I seriously, no. I'll eat my hand before I eat some of that stuff. I will check the milk, the expiration date. If I look at it and go, when's the last time I drank milk? And I'll look at it and see. And if it's way past the expiration, it's well, like, you, no, it's out of here. Don't you kind of, you sniff it? Oh, if no, it's no. not far past the expiration oh. date, I will sniff it, yes. Okay, see. there's an odd phenomenon. But like ketchup, mustard, stuff like that. Can I, can I, can I share this odd phenomenon about milk? Yes. Have you ever poured the milk and you took a sip and go, ooh, that's not good, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Why do you try to make somebody, ooh, this isn't good. Here, try this. <laughs> no. I take your word for it. That's not good. Hey, does this say spoiled to you? Yeah, exactly. Right? right. Yeah. I've never. You know what? I've never done that because I throw the milk out before the expiration date. I never get to that point where I'm like, does this smell it's bad good for you? like at least... Four or five days after oh, no, no. Day. Oh, God, there, no. It, well, and a lot Until of it, it depends on <laughs> when it actually showed up at the store. You Ooh. know, there's 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 that differential, too, because sometimes milk gets to the store right away. And honestly, we buy that milk that's uh, bottled locally. Mm. You don't, know which one I'm talking about? I think I do. Dan Zeisen? Dan, yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I, I call it Danzig. I sing it's, of the heavy metal band. Yeah, I um, see it on the, it's bottled here. here. And we in, know, in glass bottles. In glass bottles. Yeah. And that's the one we get now because we know that it's, or at least we okay. think it's going to be fresh. Don't we have grocery stores out here? Who will throw their stuff away because of the expiration date? They won't even okay. give it to charity. They so can't. you go, you go to right. the you go to the very back. Usually it's like the where yes. where the double doors are, yes. and there'll be like a rack of things. Then they're like eighty percent off because. And I go through there all the oh, time. Fruit no. and vegetable. Oh, me too. Oh, you get bread. the best deals there. Oh, bread. bread. Yes. Oh, yeah. What do Peppers we and yeah. onions and potatoes. But then they have oh, like yeah. like packaged things. I find chocolate. No, there is chocolate never expire. There is no such thing as expired it chocolate. It all depends on what, what the expiration date no. says. I won't eat it if You've it's You've lost not. your mind. You are, yes. If give Thank it to you. me. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Can I come over to Gatos' house and just go if like, I'll take that, staples, I'll take that, I'll take that. If there are pantry staples that are expiring at your house, Gatos, bring them here yeah. and we will shop. Like rice. Right? Yes. It doesn't go bad. No. My wife hates when I start throwing stuff out. Well, she, she should. Does. She's a saint for having to deal with you. I know. The expiration dates. They keep me up at night. Apparently nobody else. <laughs> Did you throw something away this morning? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. She's like, I was going to eat that. Yeah, but it went bad last night at midnight. Mike, it uh, did not go bad at midnight. Might go home a little bit late today. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next. Hey, uh, Becky Linus, the uh, 3.30 newscast. <gasps> We're going to hold up the headlines. Yes. Next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app, your breaking news and traffic, now. Oh, it's 3.30, and you know what that means. It's time for us to hold up Becky Lynn's headlines. Here we go. Here's our top story, KTAR Eyes on Education. Just a few months after all students became eligible for a program that allows taxpayer dollars to be used on private school tuition and other education expenses, we're getting a first look at who's applying. Nearly 6,800 applications have been submitted for the Empowerment Scholarship Accounts Program. Of those applicants, 75% don't have a history of attending an Arizona public school. I don't think there was any surprise there. We had anticipated that this would be primarily used by families who are already in private schools. That's Beth Lewis with Save Our Schools Arizona. Her group is collecting signatures to let voters decide if the ESA program should stay open to everyone. Grizel, the Satino KTAR News. 
Supporters of the ESA program argue it provides families with more options to improve their child's education. If a family says, I think my child's needs can be best met at home education, through private education, whatever it might be, there is no reason to hold those families back. Matt Weinberg with the Goldwater Institute explains many schools had already resumed classes when all students became eligible. He says that could be one reason why not many students from public schools have applied. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. You know, it's funny to me. You have a lot of people who are on the right and they hate Biden's loan forgiveness program. Yeah. Now, I don't like it either, just to be honest. I'm not a fan of it. But then you've got, you know, hey, let's uh, let's hand out seven thousand dollars to families so they could put their kids in public school. It's a difference. Private school. Private school. Sorry, private school. It's a difference because, you know, it's it's hypocritical. You're, you're only mad when somebody else is getting money and you're not right. getting it. Right. <laughs> if you're a Republican out there and you don't like Biden's loan forgiveness plan, you should not like Ducey's plan to just hand money out for your kid to go to private school. But doesn't doesn't this get to the root of a failure of the public school system on some level that parents feel the need to put their kids in, get their kids out of that? situation so they can get a better education. Well, I think it's a failure from our local government for not paying teachers what they should what they should be paid. They've stolen money from teachers over the years with these props. Um, you know, there was the 2020 by 2020, but you know, that's several years ago and you can't you can't find quality teachers in Arizona no. right now. And I think that's the government's fault because they're not paying them. That's Ducey's fault. That that'll be the next governor's fault, and whoever it is, Hobbs or or, or Lake. Are we going to start paying teachers to teach our kids or not? We're holding up the headlines. At the start of August, Phoenix police recruits got a twenty thousand dollar pay increase, and that left some senior officers frustrated with a new pay scale. Phoenix Mayor Kate Gallego tells KTAR those officers received a 9% increase prior to the bump for recruits. We care very deeply about retention. We look at what the market rates are and work very hard to be competitive. I think if you looked at pay for senior officers, we have very competitive pay. Gallego adds that a study found the city's pay was not competitive when it came to recruits, and that's why they shifted their resources there. How are you supposed to get recruits for, you know, police or fire or teachers? Teachers. You got to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and I I come I come in it like this. So for the senior officers. Yes. What did you lose? I don't think they gain many of them. What did you lose because they're paying recruits more? (laughs) You didn't lose anything. I think they wanted some of that money. Yeah, even though they'd gotten a raise previously. I don't know how much of a raise it really was. I talked to a lot of cops that say I, that really didn't turn out to be, what was it, 9%? It's 9%. A lot of cops are telling me it's not even close. Because mm. it depends on where, the 9, 9% of what? Yeah. Where yeah. were they? I think I think going back to what Bruce said, I think if you're an officer and you've been putting up with this garbage on the streets for all these years, you wanted a, you wanted a chunk of that money, and you probably didn't get it. The yeah. new cops coming in. Are getting but 20, that's what 000. it takes to get that's true. new cops through the door. We're holding up the headlines. The National Weather Service's dangerous heat will continue right through Labor Day. Sean Benedict with the National Weather Service says we should hit at least 108 today, then 107 tomorrow, and 105 on Friday before right back up there at 110 over the weekend. Coming in from out of state, you plan on heading outdoors or going on some hikes. Best to do it in the mornings, drinking plenty of water, and also to take breaks from the outdoor activity. And not much overnight relief. Lows in the 80s. 
Hey, Bruce, don't you hike in the middle of the day? I do. Uh, between like noon and four. He does. Usually. Yeah. That's insane, I man. Love it. I call it heat training. Yeah, I go out in the desert. But you, I would say, I, listen, I, I make fun of it, and and I work up to it. Honestly, I take water with me. I I I I plan. Do you take a firefighter with you too? I don't need one of. Them. I think you need one. Need one You're going to be rescued off the mountain. But but heat, especially if you're not used to it. Oh, is. Very, very serious. It is really serious. And, and I just, we, we have these people that, you know, they're on vacation or they're visiting and they're like, let's go climb Camelback. No big deal. With and an eight ounce yeah. bottle of water. I, yeah, with one, you, you, that's. They don't get it. You know who I blame? The, the concierges at the resorts. It's a good one. Who tell people, what's there to do around here? Hey, why don't you go hike the mountain? Don't, yeah. don't tell people from Minnesota to hike the mountain. We're holding up the headlines. Today, the unclaimed remains of 20 veterans and two spouses were laid to rest in Arizona. KTAR's Colton Krolak attended the service and joins us live with more. The Missing in America Veterans Recovery Project locates, identifies, and inters unclaimed remains. In a joint memorial service, the veterans' names were read, taps played, and a three-volley salute was featured. Gerald Nowdomsky with the National Memorial Cemetery of Arizona says giving veterans this last honor is the right thing to do. Every veteran with honorable service has earned the right to be interred in a national cemetery. They have paid the price by their service and sacrifices to this great nation. Reporting live, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. Wow. Unclaimed remains from the heroes. That should not be happening. They deserve to be honored. I'm glad we've got, you know, an organization that is doing this. And what was it, 20 vets and two spouses? I think I think the spouses is a great point, too. You know, when you go to war, Ugh, the whole family uh, goes whole to family war with you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think about this and I extend it uh, um, where where it's easy to say uh, support the troops. But do we really support them? Think about think about the homeless vets out there right now. Yeah. Are we really supporting them? It's a good point. We're holding up the headlines with Becky Lynn. Today is Overdose Awareness Day, and Yavapai County Attorney Sheila Polk is doubling down on the dangers of fentanyl. Polk is also the chair of the Arizona Substance Abuse Program and tells Arizona's Morning News that in Yavapai County, they are focused on a recovery process over punishment. We connect them to services, and not just substance abuse uh, treatment, but wraparound services, so housing, transportation, child care, educational skills. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans aged 18 to 45. If you or someone you know is suffering from addiction, head to talknowaz.com. Nick Sadowski, KTR News. Now that stuff just pours over the border every single day. It's 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 really horrific. And the numbers are staggering. Gatos, we were talking about this independently. We, I mentioned to you. Mm. Last year, 100,000 people died of drug overdose deaths in the United States. 100,000 people. The total number of the opioid slash fentanyl crisis is over 600,000. And it is men, women, children. It is rich, poor. It, 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 It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It's the biggest issue out there, I think, that nobody talks about. And she said it's the leading cause of death of that age group, yes. 18 to 45. So, you know, that used to be, oh, yeah, it's heart attack heart or, it's, disease, or it's obesity it's or something like that. Right. No, it's this. It's yeah. fentanyl. It's fentanyl. It's we're, unbelievable. We're killing ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Holding up the headlines, Becky Lynn reads the news, and uh, we jump in and interrupt and react to the day's top stories. All right, um, coming up next, uh, Arizona has a a catastrophic teacher shortage. Will the new White House plan fix it? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Bruce is in for Chad today. And, uh, Bruce, we talk about this all the time. We have a catastrophic teacher shortage. Yeah. Okay, it's all over the country. Uh, Here in Arizona, we have 2,300 teacher positions that are wide open. Four-fifths of teachers in Arizona classrooms are not qualified to be in one. So how do we get teachers? How do we hire teachers? Well, there's an interesting idea out there. And joining us now, ABC News correspondent Jay O'Brien. He's been he's been working on this story. All right, Jay, big meeting at the White House. They've been meeting with uh, a whole bunch of very important people trying to discuss how to help the schools fill teaching vacancies. Tell us what happened. So this is an initiative that the White House is touting, but it's really in partnership with companies like ZipRecruiter, Handshake, which is a recruiting company for college students, Indeed, another job posting website. The goal is to create avenues for people who might want to get into education to get in a little bit faster, to find openings that may not have been on their radar beforehand. ZipRecruiter is now committing to making an online portal just for K-12 through openings for teachers. Handshake is going to do career fairs with college students who want to get into education for free. Same with Indeed for virtual career fairs also for free. The goal, again, is to try to get more applicants into this pipeline because, as you said, there is this nationwide teacher shortage. It was really kick-started by the pandemic. But as the White House and the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, who was a principal on this initiative, said earlier today, they feel that this has been a slow burn for years, precipitated by teachers not getting paid enough. So the goal is to get more applicants into the pipeline and also create policies at the federal level to try to encourage states to pay their teachers more. And that's where my mind was. You you can bring all the applicants you want. The reason that many of these positions are unfilled is because teachers, qualified teachers, have made the economic decision that this isn't worth it. Are we talking about some sort of what federal subsidy? How are they going to give more money to the states? That's a concern. To your first point, yeah, and and anecdotally, those are the exact stories we've heard from teachers, as I'm sure you guys have as well, which is teachers who were asked to do more than they ever had to do before during the pandemic, who looked at the decision financially and either retired if they had been teaching for quite some time, or there was a large generation of younger teachers who just quit. ABC News has been doing stories on that repeatedly, and you hear from teachers who tell stories a lot on that same line. Now, what the White House, the Department of Education, and the Department of Labor are trying to do is push states to use some of the federal money they got during the American Rescue Plan, that large COVID bill that came out of Congress, to use some of that money to raise teacher salaries. But this is a letter. So so the recent effort was a letter that came from the Department of Labor and from the Department of Education, the secretaries of both of those departments, to try to push states, nudge them to pay teachers a little bit more. But again, they can't force the states to use the money for that purpose. They can only encourage the states to do so. There are other plans in the works about teacher apprenticeship programs, making it easier, for for example, for younger people to get into teaching. 
teaching earlier to shadow teachers to serve as apprentices and get into the pipeline a little bit sooner and make some money in the process. But again, to pay teachers more, the federal government can't do much other than say, hey, use some of the money that we already gave you. They could pass a big federal bill that maybe funds that more, but that doesn't look like it's on the horizon, at least right now. All right, Jay O'Brien, ABC News correspondent, talking about how to get more teachers in the pipeline. The White House had a major meeting about it today. Jay, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You know, uh, Bruce, we've talked uh, a lot about the teacher shortage, and some schools in Arizona are going to a four-day school week. Mm -hmm. They think maybe that could take some of the stress off of teachers. But I brought up on the show a couple weeks ago, uh, there are teachers in the Valley who are cleaning bathrooms. Uh, That's become part of their job? Yeah. They don't have janitors at some of these schools. And so there's like a, a sign-up board where you're a teacher and you're asked to go and, and this is the the bathroom the kids use. Yeah, you're voluntold. Not good. I remember being a kid. Uh, I didn't hit that toilet all that much. I had horrible aim. I had terrible aim. It was still a disgrace. Do. do you still have bad aim? Yeah. Let's not go into that. So that's what's happening in Arizona schools. We're asking teachers to be a teacher, uh, a police officer, because you got to save kids' lives because there are all these school shootings, psychologists. We're asking them to be a nurse. And now we're asking them to clean toilets. My Ridiculous. Wor- my worry is the federal government gives money to, i.e., the state of Arizona, for increasing teacher pay. Mm. And what do you want to bet it goes towards something else? Because increasing teacher pay ain't going to buy them more votes. No. No. It'll go somewhere else. You're It'll right. It'll go somewhere else. Coming up next. Midterm mayhem every day at 4 o'clock. Gubernatorial candidate Katie Hobbs says she's going to be tough on the border. I wonder what uh, Jan Brewer, former Arizona governor, thinks of that. We'll ask her that next.